0: Selaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession.
1: With trap beats playing in the background. Okay, so. Duh. I low-key hit that at the end. I low-key did that at the end. When it went, mm, I low-key did it. I'm just going to assume that you are bursting with enthusiasm on the inside.
0: You know, the holidays are coming up, so I'm going to let you have that. I know you needed it. So. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we might actually have a, have a break this time because this, this episode is still before Thanksgiving, y'all. We recorded that last week's episode yesterday. So.
1: <laughs> oh, we've been in our little recording bag. We have we a whole have, week off. Yeah. Should be a permanent break. I'm playing. I love y'all. I'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. i kid, joke. joke ha, haha <laughs> well i mean
0: i know last week's episode was short um but we we got quite the discussion coming your way this week so oh, yeah it's gonna be good yeah so um yeah we could jump into the news this week because the news this week is pretty short so um first i wanted to promote something that we did um that I mean, of course, since we're recording, like before, it's not as recent. But um, yeah, a, a, a couple of months ago, we did this interview with the McCain Duo on their series Elevate, which is a series of like interviews that they do, um, just talking to people in the music industry and you know seeing what they seeing what they talk about. So me and Katie did one with the Incomparable, uh, incomparable. McCain Duo. Period. Wow. Um, Talking about Classically black, talking about ourselves, um, and that sort of thing. So, I'm gonna link their website and also the direct link to our interview so y'all could check that out. Um, and if you don't know who the McCain duo is, I mean, are you good? Uh, <laughs> Martin was a black excellence a long time ago. Oh, Artina's yeah. been on the show, so
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so and oh know, yeah and subscribe to their youtube channel they got a whole yeah. bunch of the elevates over there yeah
0: and and they've talked to a lot of people that that y'all might maybe have heard of they talked to kalina um they talked to lakoli in washington um they talked to armand
1: um who we haven't had on the show yet but yeah oh we gotta have so, arm on the show yeah we gotta have armand <laughs> he needs to be how he really is that's what i'm gonna tell him yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put that one. Put him out there. He needs to be how he really is. Right, tripling, so. trifling. Trifling. Oh, Only that doctor <laughs> fool you now. <laughs> I mean, that doctor didn't fool him when
0: Richard was on here being trifling too. So, cause
1: Richard, yeah. Which
0: reminds we're gonna have Richard on the show again because there's a topic that anyway. Oh yeah, we have to do that. It, you yeah. know what? You know I'm not gonna
1: drag him on here <laughs> because that could have been the, that could have been did done. Um, so, yup, yep. Because yep. right? that's no, how but, English goes. Yeah, that's how it go. You got to say if you when you double up the words, it increases the meaning. Mm-hmm Yeah. Yep. It's it's over there in the, uh, in Oxford. That's what they said. Yep. They did. Believe you. Thanks. Done. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all good news this week. Period. Wow. We, oh. I was about to say we're going to Thanksgiving. This comes out after Thanksgiving, but we. Katie and I are going to Thanksgiving. So um the string Queens have just announced that they've been awarded the Aspire Award by the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. Um, it's given by the asl's talent development program, which you may know as a program that is um it's like a training program that gives students uh free musical training. Um, yeah, so I mean I'm sure y'all have if if you haven't heard of the T D P then look it up it's it's dope i think we've we've probably talked about it maybe once or twice over here yeah um and this award is given to an outstanding musician or ensemble who demonstrates the highest level of musical excellence in performance and education which of course is the string queens um right um so they have unfortunately by the time this comes out this like event that they're having will have been over but i um because they have like of course like a ceremony to like present them with the award Mm -hmm. and stuff um that people can attend virtually hopefully there will be a video available i'll keep an eye out for that but in the meantime um i've linked their website so that you can learn more about just them as an ensemble um because they are really out here i think they have a christmas album that just came out as well so note to self a link directly to where you can download their christmas album um yeah that's all i got
1: the news over listen we're gonna start doing like what therapy for black girls we're gonna start doing 20 minute episodes (laughs) this is meanwhile this is far from so it's also not over (laughs) (laughs) and we are moving on all right y'all so we are moving on to the intermission and it's a it's a little different today we have some guests and normally they'll be in the main topic but you know i'm trifling i want them to be in the intermission with us so um we're gonna do some introductions first and then i'm gonna tell you all what the intermission is this episode probably as indicated by the title is all about black hair so um why don't we just introduce our guests that we have today i want to start uh, what's up everybody my name is colina Bobel.
2: Uh, i'm currently the assistant conductor for the memphis symphony orchestra so i'm based in memphis but i am originally from los angeles california but i got some latin american roots uh, because my parents are from panama so i am an afro latina
3: for everybody uh, i'm daniel murray i come from columbia south carolina but I went out to University of Texas for undergrad, currently finishing my graduate degree at Carnegie Mellon, but you know, COVID got me at home a little bit. So been studying that along with Spanish since I was five years old as well. So not Afro-Latino, but definitely soy bilingüe, un poco, entonces, yeah.
4: Period, yeah. not right. I don't know what you said, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jasmine Duncan, I play the oboe. I'm also the founder of BCME, Black Classical Music Educators. Um, I'm from Queens, New York, graduated from Eastman with Katie and Delaney. Um, And I'm Haitian American.
1: See, Jasmine came back to talk to us. That's very nice, Jasmine.
0: Yeah, Jasmine was in like episode, maybe
1: 20. Yeah, I think it was 20. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good time, remember? Yeah, um yeah, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, we put you we put you through it, but you know, it's on brand as usual, oh. as
4: usual. All right. Anyway, um excited to be here.
1: Yay. Okay, so the intermission this week is what classical piece best describes your hair care routine and why? So, I'm I'm going to set I'll set the scene give you the vibe, and then let's go in the same order um, that we went in last time and then we'll round out with Delaney. So, which I feel like, well, it's not 4.33, so I'm happy for that because Delaney was really going to make me mad with that because I thought that's what it was going to be. So, (laughs) um, it's not that. Okay, so the piece that I picked for my hair care whatever, hair care routine is Elgar's Enigma Variations. Now let me explain. Number one, my hair routine is an enigma because it's never consistent it's never it's never solid it comes and goes and i'm just gonna keep it a book you know that's what it is i don't know i'm not know i am to put too much of my business out here but let's just say i'm even finessing okay and then also i would say it's a variation because you know sometimes my hair be herring and then other times it's a puff and then it's a dry puff and but i also do like to exp- explore other things so like i the last time i got my hair done like a protective style was in 2016. Every braids I have, twists, passion twists, I'm going to do it myself. So I like to do that kind of stuff. I did get my hair straightened last year. and I didn't do that because I refuse to straighten my hair again because it's just the work to to pay off. I'm not doing all that and it's still be puffy. So I'd rather get to go to a professional. So that's mine. Okay? And if you don't have one, we can circle back. But let's, let's try the same order uh, that we went.
2: So I had to really think about that one. Um, gosh, you know, the first thing that came to mind was uh, Stravinsky Fiber Suite Infernal Dance. Uh-uh. Because, <laughs> like, I recently got my hair cut, uh, I think it was uh, back in August or September. And so I never used to rock a wash and go, right? But A wash and go is not a wash and go. It's a wash and wait. But then even that process itself really reminds me of Infernal Dance because like even just the beginning steps you're just like you know what I already know that I'm in for like some fighting right now and it's going to be a boxing mask and it's either going to be you or me and usually it's me <laughs> but it takes about 12 hours for it to be me because that's how long my hair takes to dry so like when I think of Infernal Dance and just kind of all the different emotions and different characters that are within that piece that totally describes my wash day process.
1: I'm trying to put said wash and go because that's what I, i've I've been had one time <laughs> hey man, I, I would never go back not, not my hair all going right here all, uh, 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 yeah. yeah but no
2: but see but the thing I love about washing goes I can honestly wake up do a little
1: shake and my hair is good to go clean up my hair will go like this I mean, what's, what's that do Gerald from hey Arnold that's what my hair will do like
3: this. <laughs> chill <laughs> I had to drop in, just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. I guess I'll go ahead and slide on in. Um, Great choices, so far y'all over here. I'm like, hey, enigma variations and everything, okay. This
1: is not, this is like, there's no pressure. Like, (laughs) honestly, honestly, it's classically black, you know what I'm saying? it was NPR, you know, I might. (laughs) We just, we just, it's just vibes
3: in Wikipedia. (laughs) I'm thinking back to a couple of times when I knew I had like a recital or a concert and I was out of state and I had to like still retwist and like do the whole process of getting my dreads ready to go. So I'm thinking Prokofiev Fifth Symphony, Second Movement specifically, just like throw me right into the ring of fire because all of a sudden I'm thinking dun, 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 dun. Oh, I gotta retwist. Oh wait, I gotta be <laughs> right. And then always, I, I mean, I'm pretty much the the high woodwind in that, just you know, fluttering around like stuff is cool. But it always <laughs> just feels when the bass comes in. So. All I know is once I'm getting in, as long as it's got some drive to it, but it also just feels like some constant motor going. That's pretty much what I'm feeling when I'm getting my hair together, because it's like, hey, we got to get it done, no matter what's going on, and no matter how long each one of these is gonna take. So locked in for real. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm messing Proco Five. So shout out to you two no, that's
3: not the piece it's not <laughs> no, God, no, we got some love just a little bit of love just enough though no nah, love that happy. for
5: you love that for you okay. for
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
3: if we writing a I symphony think... for hair let me know For both.
1: that's jasmine you know some people i could do that what nothing <laughs> anyway um she
4: said nothing I think all of you need to give yourself more credit because all your hair looks nice, and I'm wearing this scarf, but... Um, don't let Jasmine fool you. Anyway. Don't let Jasmine fool you. <laughs> no, let me think. So I was thinking... I, I don't think I have an exact piece, but I was thinking, like, my hair routine or... Yeah, my hair routine is... I just want to stick to the, the basics and the foundations. Like, I will wear twists for weeks and weeks and weeks and, like, just watch the watch the twists as they are. So... If I could think of composers that like stick to the foundations, I would say like Brahms, Bruckner, Mendelssohn, but since I really like Mendelssohn 3, I'm going to choose Mendelssohn 3 and say like, yeah, he he adds like little, he adds light um, entertaining aspects and everything. So that's me when I get braids, right? But (laughs) usually it's the foundation and the structure. Like I'm just trying to stay moisturized, you know. Oh, good for you. Mm, Chill out. Good
5: for you.
4: (laughs) Wear my scarf and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that. that's Very proud.
3: Just yeah. honestly moisturized.
0: Exactly. Off that for y'all. So I any mean. <laughs> the piece that I chose and I this is a rare occasion in which I knew exactly what I was gonna pick pretty soon after she said it. The piece that I chose was death and transfiguration.
1: All right, so I'm ready to go. No, wait, Thank
0: no, you so no, much for listening oh to God. Class Black Classic. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, okay, when you really think about it, transfiguration is like when something is like born again and it's like better. So, but I will let my hair get so bad and so crispy. <laughs> like, <laughs> not crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so bad. Like, me, you know, when you're going through it and your hair, can, well, Jasmine can't relate, but when you're going through it and like it gets bad and you're like, I literally must deep condition I must do something like I would let my hair get to that point before I'm like okay I'm starting over I'm gonna have a routine now I'm gonna do it but it just keeps happening over and over and over again so that's kind of like so I just let my hair die and then it's transfigured it's not the best but I'm
4: trying (laughs) do not believe what she says people (laughs) okay um
3: okay
1: so go ahead what you say
3: Saying, I'm at a loss for words, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, you see how it's like incessant, right? It, this is one 108 times. Okay. But you know what? Okay. So while we're here, don't you want to start? Why, describe like, which, what's your hair? What's your hair care journey? Okay. Um, so my natural hair journey, I went
5: natural in
0: 2015, uh, which was my senior year of high school. Um or yeah, yeah, that was my senior year of high school. And basically it was like one of those things where it was like, I caught myself in a, in a in a little bit of internalized racism. And I was like, let me just nip it in the bud. Like I remember a lot of my friends and a lot of people were going natural because I had always either pressed my hair or it had been in braids like b- prior to that. and um And also nobody in my family was natural. And I don't think anybody in my family is natural now at least not like naturalizing, like they wear the hair in the afro or something. Like they may not straighten their hair, but like they they wear like weaves or like wigs or something like that. Um, and I remember thinking like, oh man, yeah, uh, all these girls like they look good natural, but my hair is too nappy for that. And then I was like, and I called myself, I was like, that don't sound right. Let me just go natural real quick. So like, it was really easy to get over, and I went natural. And I don't think I've straightened my hair. I've straightened like parts of my hair because there was a dark time where I had leave out with my wig, (laughs) my wig, I was straightening my edges, which, but um, yeah, that's kind of like what the catalyst was for me to go natural. And I've just been for ever since.
2: See, I wish I had the same story. Cause like, like you said, you went natural in 2015. I don't remember when I went natural because it wasn't like this huge kind of thing for me. It was, so I was the person who would straighten my hair every single Sunday. I'm talking flat iron and blow dry. Um, Like Sunday has always been my hair washing day. And then one day I looked in the mirror and I was like, man, my hair just doesn't look healthy. Like there were so many split ends. It was dry. It was dull. And I was like, okay, I need to do something to get that health back. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go natural. But of course I was still that natural who was still blow drying and flat ironing my hair every week. And I was like, wait, I don't, I don't actually know if this is going natural or not. So, <laughs> so once I like fully committed, <laughs> you know, like I stopped straightening um, my hair, um, And so i look back and i think it was maybe 2016 but i honestly never really documented the journey so for me it was just about getting my hair back to its healthy state which Mm -hmm. you know was about not um, applying heat to it
5: Mm.
3: yeah well as y'all know i've been straightening my hair since all right so (laughs) (laughs) All, tripping. all right. I do feel like I kind of jumped into at least actually caring about my hair around that same frame of time, Well, same time frame like 2015. I was like, because when I was coming up, it was like, all right, Daniel, you got hair, make sure it's always low, mad, presentable. And I don't want to get into like later topics too soon. So I won't touch on it too much. But I, like, yeah, I pretty much my mom and dad always expected me to be well clean, like well clean, cut and shaven, just, you know, presentable. So for everybody and everything that I was going through, especially being like the only black dude in a bunch of the circles that I was in at the time. stuff. So right around 2015, it was like, you know, mom, this has been cool. This is about time for me to step out of the house just so I can grow my hair. Not really. But I definitely was like, this is the perfect time when I can actually learn about it. So. Right around the time when I went out to Texas, I was really just growing my afro out, really getting to know it, learning about my own, like, protective styles and doing flat twists and twists outs on the regular. Even that was starting to get way... Whew. That was a lot for me after a while. I'm like, every morning or every night, trying to get my life together. Mm-hmm. So coming out with the hat on or something like that. Just no time for the 8 a.m. So after a while, by the time it was about 2016, I got locked up. Uh, yeah, I locked up and had the small the small struggle dreads for a little while and just kind of stuck with it because drinking water and just reading more as I could and it all became a much bigger part of me, especially um, like kind of journey-wise, just really getting to know myself on that level and just getting to know the respect behind black hair and just mm-hmm. you know, the type of magic we're able to pull off with it. So I've just really been enjoying it, learning more about the day, being mm-hmm. able to appreciate everyone else and what we got going on.
4: Um, for my... I I wouldn't really call my uh, experience like a natural hair care. Well, actually, no. I take that back. It is a journey because I um, I've been natural all my life, and due to my thanks to my mom because like she went natural right before she had me um, from having a perm, and then she kind of learned all the stuff she knew about natural hair, um, and then applied it to me. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I had all the shea butter, I had everything. Like I had twists in my hair when I was like two years old uh but i never really learned how to take care of my own hair until like high school and i had considered i remember considering putting a perm in my hair because that's what my other black friends were doing Mm -hmm. but i never did i don't know why i never did i don't maybe my mom told me it would hurt i don't know but i never did (laughs) and um i remember in college like i i didn't really fully embrace my natural hair but i still stuck with it because i knew like that, that was me, like that's what I've always had, and I I felt weird about getting about changing it, even though I was insecure about it. So I, I never really did until and then I got more secure with it and started to embrace it more. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it a little later. But I remember like I would have the same one or two hairstyles in college <coughs> because I didn't want to change my hair too much, for example. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll elaborate more on that later, but there have been, I remember there have been a few mishaps in my natural hair journey, because even though I've been natural my whole life, there have been like heat damage and people braiding my hair too tight. So I feel like now it's, I really understand my hair and I know what to do, but I'm still learning also.
5: Yeah,
0: adjustment is kind of like who you go to.
4: Yeah, <laughs>
0: want to get right. I mean, I asked her about about what to do about my hair months ago. Haven't really incorporated anything, but <laughs> <laughs> not
1: yet, not
5: yet.
0: You I was know. gonna
1: say. I mean, it's it's honestly quarterly because it was last week. I mean, I go to Jasmine quarterly, and I'd be like, "Jasmine, my hair won't grow." But I like super my edges and wearing puffs and wearing buns and like my braids tight, but my hair won't grow. Help me. She'd be like, "Well, Katie, don't do this." And i will be like, "Right, but okay, I'm gonna do it." And then, All right by next week, I'll look it back but um <laughs> i i got a perm in, in third grade my mom did it with a, you remember just for me kids oh yes <laughs> just for me box. yes a box for my hair never looked like that ever you know you know did me so dirty she won't listen to this so she's behind so hopefully she don't catch this but um she did me so dirty so then i started going to the shop and then i just always had a perm like always and you know like middle school you had your hair in ponytail all the girls had that thin you know what I'm saying, but it's, it was long though. You know what it, I'm saying, like you had. It used to sway in the wind. Oh yeah. You sweat that, yes. Like I was, <laughs> all the girl, all the black girls had like their hair perm. That was a, the wave and something. A lot of people say like 2015, 2016, like that was like kind of the wave. I never was like I'm gonna go natural because I was always vehemently against it. I don't know why. I was just like, yeah, I like my hair straight. I like just washing it. Like the washing. I remember it's the swim. We had the swim unit in gym. Like my freshman and sophomore year, we swam every day and I'm like yeah I just go home and wash my hair every day and it's like I, I like that and my I had a friend that was natural I'm like yeah love you. I'm gonna tell you like I go wash it 30 minutes blow dry it ponytail next day same thing you know and um but I just kind of let it go in in college and I think the reason why that happened was because my mom stopped paying for it and she was charging 75 dollars for a perm and I went like Four weeks, four months without a perm. And then I went to her and my stuff was laid and I washed it and it like, I'm like, I am not just pay less than $75 for this. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna let it rock. And then I think I finally cut off the ends in 2016, like right before I taught public school for the first time, which was a mistake because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing and Corlissa, I had a base student named Corlissa. and she was like, you just gave up Thomas huh? Brown because like my hair was <laughs> <laughs> uh, freaking Corlissa! She was great though. I couldn't say nothing to her. We had that kind of like banter and she could do it because she was actually very good, which is very annoying. So I just had to like let her roast me. Um, And then I kind of just got more comfortable with it. I, now I know, I understand my hair. Like I know, I know like you know, I know day three is gonna be my best twist out day. I know that I have to do at least sixteen twists if I wanted to look a certain way. I know like how to manipulate it. Like I know if I want like a big fluffy twist out, I'm gonna I'm gonna comb it out, and it, like I know everything about my hair. Um, I know my hair doesn't like protective styles so that's why I really don't want to pay for them because my scalp, I think I'm still recovering from the perm stuff. So my my scalp, I I hate, the last time I got braids was my first semester at Eastman. I paid that lady $230 to braid my hair and like my scalp started like getting irritated like two weeks after and it's like I kind of wrote it out. I just keep washing it and stuff but then also when I wash my hair in a protective style, my hair, it just gets frizzy. Like it doesn't, my hair doesn't really like to be like that. Like, because I think it's, it gives thick, but it's like the ends are like kind of before a thing. So my hair doesn't like it. So if I use it in a protective style, that's why I do it. Cause I know I can rock this for three weeks I'm gonna take it out and then no harm no foul. So that's kind of like my journey or whatever.
0: Yeah. So um, next we're gonna talk about our natural hair routines. Uh, so I guess I'll start, it'll be short. So. <laughs> Um, no, seriously, like, <laughs> especially since we've been in, in quarantine, because I've had braids um, for a while, like, when I go away to school, just because I just don't want to be bothered. And since we've been in quarantine, my hair's just been out. And, like, when you said that about, like, going to, um like, having a uh, pool in, in in PE, having a pool Girl. yeah, we had that for, like, a year in high school, and I had braids then, but I also grew up with a pool. And... I have hated myself in quarantine because now I no longer live with like a pool and my hair is just out and I would be in the pool every day. But I straightened my hair my entire childhood. So we only went in the pool like in the summer and I live in California, so we could have been in the pool all year round. But that that haunts me. But um, my routine is I wash my hair whenever I feel like it. And um, <laughs> I, try, I was doing really well at the beginning of like deep conditioning my hair like, you know, often enough in the quarantine but um usually I use like all cream of nature products because that's just all what I've ever used that whole experimenting with products I, that's not for the faint of heart because like you know just buying stuff and yeah. you know, like I'm I must use all of it if I'm <laughs> if I'm gonna buy it so like I was telling Katie the other day like I'm using this thing that I don't like but it's like I bought it so I'm gonna have to you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but yeah I just do regular I do the LCO, like the liquid cream oil mm. order. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah, I usually just either twist or braid my hair up with that and then sometimes I'll leave the twist in and put a scarf on if I don't feel like taking them out or um, you're know, like I'll get in a protective style, but Katie Katie kind of puts she was going to go into the shop. <laughs> I'm I I'm a fan of the kitchen beautician.
1: My sister does my hair, and she does not do hair, but she does my hair. So <laughs> but you know my problem with that. I, I wanted to go to the Africans because they braid your thoughts. And I'm I'm still very much in that thing where like I want my break Jasmine. Look at Jasmine. I want my. <laughs> I like when you see like poop 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 like when the braid is me and it's like. I love that look. I like I you to see my scalp. Like, it looks neat. I'm like, it looks painful. That's what it looks like. You can't sleep for a week, but you know what I'm saying? It's fine. Like, it, you settle in. I haven't had tight braids in years. You settle in. And you'd pe- you be like, please. You'd be like, please, you know. But, like, they, and they, yeah, it just looks so neat. I love that look. Yeah, but your edges are going <laughs> to be angry with you. But, you know, you just go like this, Kalina. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> My edges are very thin, but that's my that's my that's my fault. But they swoop. You see what I'm saying? So it covers it.
2: Just- see, I don't I don't swoop nothing because I'm like my baby hairs just don't go that way. So I just don't even try.
1: A swoop? I'm, I'm so obsessed with a swoop. It finishes the look for me. I love me ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be
2: like ponytail. We're just gonna go straight back. Yeah. And bam. That's all I got.
1: But then I was like a boy. See, that's my problem. So I, like, have to bring dimension. I mean, it's in my, I'm in my head. But I know. Yeah, I don't.
2: see, I'm, I'm like, look here. I got, like, ten fingers on this forehead. Okay. I have just accepted it. That's <laughs> why I'm like, we don't need to swoop nothing because you're still going to be seeing all this glow. I'm, like, uh, so
5: I'm,
1: just,
2: <laughs> let it, I'm just let it be out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I saw, uh, last time I saw it was last month. And I saw, tell us your hair care routine because her curls say was on Shirley. You know what I'm saying? Like your curls were. <laughs> Look, I try. I mean, no, so
2: before I cut my hair, religiously every Sunday is my wash day. So I would, I used to time it. I would get up at 7.30, start washing my hair. Um, and usually just the wash process was like a half hour. And I would decondition for like 45 minutes to an hour, wash that out. And then I would like, quarantine was how I learned how to like twist my hair. So I would try doing different twisting styles Mm-hmm. and that would be anywhere from like an hour and an hour and a half because you know I'm slow like I never learned how to braid or twist growing up so like I would stand in the mirror and for me it's like the hardest thing is how to part like and how to part straight you know um so I'd be like oh okay we're done I'd rock that for a week but I would also do I would do the LOC method um yeah and then once I cut my hair and went to a curl specialist, you know she was like yeah I, I see there's a lot of oil buildup. up I'm like yeah well I you know do LOC and so she kind of started debunking all the myths where she was like your hair really doesn't need oils because the natural oils from your scalp you know if, if you basically allow them to travel down the um, and so the- yeah exactly so i have stopped using oils in my hair and my routine now is you know i still wake up about eight o'clock because i love sleep uh wash my hair and then i still decondition <laughs> about 20 to 30 minutes and then once i wash that out then i stand in the shower it takes about an hour to you know just apply uncle funky's daughter the curly magic or i'll do um Camille Rose, the curl maker, and then just a gel on top of it, 12 hours later, my hair is dry, and then I get the little, I get the little curl and that's, I mean, that's honestly it. You know, I don't, I don't really do nothing special. And I mean, I hate to say it, this is like a two week wash and go, because when I came back, I had no time to do my hair this week. So you tomorrow know. will be my wash day. But I'm like, the fact that it still looks yeah, presentable going on two weeks, like we have found, you know, like a routine that works. Oh, your hair loves you. That's right. I love that. It, <laughs> it, look, it does. I mean, I just do a little shake and I'm good. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs>
3: And I got nothing but respect for any like anybody that can pull off a good little throw routine. Because, like I said, I was like right around freshman, sophomore year. When I was in that kind of just about area of And just literally trying to think of what I was doing, flat twisting, and even just trying to do real cool protective styles by myself. I was having trouble just getting my part together, too. And then getting cooked for it. Like it was my fault. I'm like, Yo, <laughs> got four older sisters none of y'all wanted to put me on. Like, but... So, pretty much, I feel like I definitely had a lot longer of routine back then. But as far as nowadays, I mean, I definitely don't always just have my hair braided up. For one thing, I'm back around my, one of my sisters. that got my, um, my locks started. That's my mama locks. So, she got me nice. On the regular, though, it's like, if I'm up, I'm thinking, I mean, what does my hair, like, really need as far as right now? Because I don't like to overdo what's going on in my locks because I'll feel whatever's going on for a pretty long period of time. So, if I wake up and it's feeling dry, then yeah, it might get a drop or two of oil. But a lot of times I'll have like certain types of like, I think it's like Queen Majid or some type of products that are just good, they're they're types of sprays, just moisturizing and doing types of internal cleanings for for your locks that you can do in between washes. And then I would say like pretty much every about two to three weeks, that's when I'll be trying to do unless I'm like getting out and about a lot or just playing a lot of ball or soccer or something, then that's when I'm trying to to get a good little shampoo condition session going. And by then, got to hit the good old um, baking soda and apple cider vinegar, get that all up in there for about 15, 20 minutes, let it sit while it's eating out, whatever's going on. And then I rinse that out and then I hit the shower as far as making sure I can shampoo and condition That that doesn't take really too long, maybe about, 3035 as well. And then from there, it's just a matter of whether I'm trying to do the retwist, like more on the wet side or just like letting it dry some more because I actually talked to a lady. She was driving our bus to like, it was some type of event that UNT Symphony Orchestra was going to and her dress. Like, I was about to to curse an accident. It was like butt link dress, no problem. She was good to go. And I just, we were on the bus alone one day, and I was just like, well, alone in between a visit. I was like, yo, how? Like, how do I get there? She was like, let your stuff air dry. Like, I don't ever actually like apply the heat to my hair or anything like that. When you dress, let them go. I'm like, that probably literally takes you days. She's like, yo, yep, let it happen. So I started doing that a little more too. And I feel like it helps just whatever I can do to make it feel like. My hair is just as involved. I also feel like it comes a lot more from what you're eating in general. So as long as I feel really good about my intake and what's going on, normally my hair will tell me as far as it's on, mm-hmm. as far as if it's as shiny or as brilliant or just as mobile as it needs to be. So I just try to stay on top of everything that I'm putting in to really get something good out from the follicle sense.
1: You would twist your own locks?
3: You said I do or don't? You do. Oh, yeah, I definitely can. And I, I do it whenever I'm not in town or whenever I don't feel like like waiting on my sister. It's just like, yeah, that takes me a solid, it's a solid, like, maybe two and a half to three hour process in total if I'm doing some type of style or something with it. So, you know, it's just whatever I'm feeling at the time. I need that time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, but it's, it's like therapeutic, though, I feel. Because when I was like learning to twist my my hair, I would look forward to it. So I'd be like, oh, what style can I do today? Or like, what design can I do today? And by the end, I'd be like, well, I look cute. <laughs>
5: you know, it,
2: it may have taken like four hours, but it was time to be like, oh, I can actually, I can do this. It's
1: the, it's the mass of my head that I get here. <laughs> it's like, you got to go like...
5: <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, but that's but that's why you put that you get that mirror right there,
2: and then you get the, and so you just kind of be, yeah, you yeah you used to break backwards
3: basically. Everything just be getting tired after a while. I'm like, Whoa.
2: Oh no! See, I have a trick for that. Lean your elbow against the wall, and then you just kind of be. <laughs> Come
1: on, hey, you not
3: know <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, what's really what's gonna going right? to happen is we gotta like, you gotta build your house around natural hair. And make sure your bathroom is set up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I want the 360.
4: Hair is all around.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but yeah, I really agree with what you said about like what, what's going into your body too, because I find that when I drink more water, my hair is better. Mm. Um, but yeah, so my hair care routine. Uh, it's funny. I was just I was <laughs> I just told Delaney my whole routine like a couple weeks ago. Um, so I recently discovered that I'm the Pantene Gold Series line is like <laughs> really really good. It's for it's for black hair black hair care. Um, so I bought their shampoo. I bought like three of their conditioners, <laughs> and uh, I use their leave-in sometimes. But yeah, it's really good for like detangling and stuff. So I use that um I wash my hair probably like once once every one to two weeks depends um and oh yeah the key I was telling Delaney the key for me with oil is that my hair really loves it before it's washed so I I deep condition with oil and knowing that it's going to be rinsed out but after it's rinsed out and washed like I feel a really big, big difference with like how smooth my hair is and how like flexible it can get like it doesn't break easily afterwards um so i use olive oil actually which people use like to cook with and mostly everyone has it um for deep condition either the day before or right before i'm about to wash my hair then wash then dry with a t-shirt not a towel Mm -hmm. and then deep or deep condition but not for too long because a lot of people leave uh in their hair for way too way too long much longer than they need to like, it should not be in your hair for hours, I think. Um, yeah, I've heard that. I've
1: heard that. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, I just leave the, if, all you need to do is find a good conditioner that detangles your hair well, and you can leave that in for, like, 10, 20 minutes. Um, and uh, leave-in conditioner afterwards. I just started using a Camille Rose leave-in conditioner. I forgot what exactly it's called, but. Is, is it the coconut, the coconut water line? Uh, no it has a uh, uh no I forgot but not coconut though you like that one That's, My hair loves that line yeah yeah maybe I'll try they have a lot of good products um yeah so Camille Rose leave-in and either like a natural hair grease uh, I think the one I'm using is nat- yeah, nature's blessings and then like I'll put a little bit of oil on my ends. But not on the scalp because I had already oiled all of my hair before washing. And then I'll, like, twist or whatever. Usually twist. Sometimes, like, some braids. Like, not many braids because I'm lazy and I am i don't know how to part my hair well either. <laughs> um, yeah. That's it. Like, I used to do a whole bunch of craziness before. But like I said, the foundations, that's just all I'm sticking to right now. <laughs>
3: Hey, is anybody taking notes on all these products, by the way? Because I need some of them beard products when I started to grow and dread that up, too. So I'm
1: not be- dread the beard. Wait for
3: real. I need to be trying all this. you going to dread your beard? Hey, once what, it's exfoliated, good to go. I'm just playing. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you going to
1: look like what's that octopus thing from Kaiser Caribbean?
3: We're only doing one long dread. Sorry.
4: Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. uh-uh. Um,
1: for me, it depends on on what I'm giving time to. So if I'm if I'm if I'm being responsible, I pre-poo with the conditioner from Trader Joe's. Um, and then I learned about it from Natural 85, who I like to watch because she has a similar hair texture to me. Her hair is more, it looks like it's more thin. I think I don't know. I can't tell. Um, but yeah, I pre-poo with that and I detangle outside of the shower and then I wash in the shower with whatever. Uh, right now I'm using what's that like short? That short? You know what I'm talking about. OGX? Yeah, that and then the Aussie,
2: the Aussie thing, the, the three, three, three-minute
1: miracle. Yo, that <laughs> my hair be like wow, it'd be like silk. I love that stuff. It's like simple because I used to do like a whole bunch of crazy products too. And then I was just like, I'm just gonna use, I'm so I want to get my hair clean and I want my hair to feel good. So I was like, okay, period. And then, um, I drive the t shirt, um, and then I go in. So on my scalp I use This is where <laughs> the natural girls are going get mad So on my scalp I use a super What's it called? sulfur 8 Because we still trying to get the scalp back From the perm days And then I go in with um, I go in with Whatever leave-in I have I think right now I'm using It's either Camille Rose or like a Cantu I can't remember which one And then I go in with Blue Magic So I experimented Kalina, I not appreciate, I appreciate it. it So listen, listen, listen I, there was a trend. <laughs> there, there was a trend like last year where all the natural hair girls started using grease. Oh, I
2: remember the trend. I, I well I looked at you that way because I'm like, you took me back to like six, seven, eight years old when, when he, my, when my yeah. grandmother would be like here, kneel on the floor and she would put it <laughs> and like grease that's it, right? Thank you. With the blue. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it used to melt in the summer? Yes. <laughs> so I go in with, but you know. It hasn't melted, so maybe you can change the formula because it's it's like hot here. So, and yeah, going I go in with, with my hair just be, uh, I, my hair loves it. So you know what? We'll see what happens. And then I go in with um, I go in with what's it called? Eco Stylo Gel, whatever flavor I got. I think I got the red one right now. And then what is it called? It's not a scent. It's a flavor. Anyway, <laughs> It's scent, and, more of a scent than it is a flavor. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What did it taste like?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you smell it. You don't eat it, I hope.
1: Anyway, I go on with that, and I put like 16 twists in my hair. And then uh, and then that's it. And then I unravel, and then I ride, I ride a twist out until the brakes fall off. I might go back in and put more water and more oil, and I ride this junk out for like, you know, and then it turns into a puff, and then it turns into a bun, and then it's time to wash again. Now how much time am I putting my business out? But just no. If you see me with a bun, just know you know, pray for cake. If you see a bun, because it's not like a special occasion. It's like I need to look presentable. That's it. Really quickly, like, we didn't we didn't really talk about this, but does, does the demands of being a classical musician affect your hair care routine? Because just personally, like when I look at like my schedules, I think this is this is an excuse, but it's also a reason. So the when I see my schedule for the day or I don't have anything scheduled on Sundays usually, but when I just see like everything I have to do that's off the schedule, like I have to practice and I have to do this and I have to like do that. I'm just like, the last thing I want to do is just be in my head for two hours. So that's kind of like, for me, that's why I always like, I always push it off. It's like, that's something for me that it's always like affected like my natural hair routine. That's why um, you, you might see my stuff slip back so much uh, because it's like, I rather just like, push another week and, and get more work done. So that's like me personally. But I wanted to hear what, um, what y'all had to say about how being a class musician affects your hair care routine specifically, or if it doesn't. I mean, when we weren't in the days of COVID,
2: um, and I still was conducting the Memphis Youth Symphony, so we have rehearsals on Sundays um, from 530 to 8. And with my wash day being Sunday, sometimes wash day would have to happen Monday or Tuesday because, you know, it's like, especially when winter happened, I put that in quotes because memphis doesn't have a winter like i lived in (laughs) connecticut for seven years that's winter um but like when winter would happen it's like i don't want to go outside with wet hair yeah you know so like and also sometimes it also depends like you said like what's on my calendar like do i have the time to to be able to allow my hair to dry because i don't like applying heat to my hair so sometimes i would do just like two really big twists Mm -hmm. you know put a little side part and then twist it to the back make it look cute um Mm -hmm. And then usually that would dry overnight or I would put it in a ponytail where the outside would dry, but the inside would take like three or four days to dry. So, I mean, yeah, it's I have to plan my hair around my schedule. And like, especially when I went natural, I have to start doing that a lot more. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I feel like I'm in a similar boat. Just don't have to do it on as much of a, you know, repetitive basis, like weekly wise. But I'm definitely always thinking, all right, what's the next, you know, either event either concert or even just something recording or something where I need to be like presentable in my own sense but at that point as long as I can have some way to tie my hair back normally that's like a go to as far as getting it ponied up I hate just letting my hair just lay down just, even after it's um even after it's like a fresh twist cuz it looks nice but then all of a sudden I'm trying to hit a nice little note and I do hit my head my hair with it and it's like yo this ain't... <laughs> I know I was going to be in tune but maybe I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So at that point, it's just as long as I can tie it back. I'm gonna always be kind of planning around whatever that next concert is, because it's gotta be probably like a two to three hour thing to set aside. And like all y'all said, we don't really have the luxury of having that time ready, or just having that time on go. And there's you gotta have the stuff ready. You gotta be We re- gotta be like twice as ready all the time. So mm-hmm. you know, gotta pick and choose our battles at that point. I think that
4: it affects being class a classical musician affects when I take care of my hair, but lately I've been, or the past few years, I've been really strict about making sure that I do take care of my hair. So, like, in college, for example, I would push it off and push it off and, like, not do what I was supposed to do, but afterwards, when I started to really embrace my hair more, I would say, well, maybe I can't wash my hair today, but I'm doing exactly what I plan to do tomorrow. (laughs) Um and yeah like in terms of like different things i could do with my hair as long as i'm comfortable i'm not letting anyone affect what i do with my hair just like i want it to be done like i don't want to look like i just woke up but i wanna i'm gonna do whatever i want so that it looks nice to me and that i'm comfortable and yeah i mean if i'm playing an orchestra i make sure not to have my hair in my face because i need to see the first or second (laughs) oboist next to me so we can work together but other than that pretty much doing me (laughs) trying to at least I think yeah it's it's a schedule thing mostly
0: like I said if I'm I don't know like if if I need to for example like go to like a festival that's the most like prominent situation where it might become a problem just because like um say I put in, I'll have to where those braids until the wheels fall off. Like until I got like braids and afro on top. Like <laughs> it gets bad, but um, it's true. Like sometimes if you get your hair, for, especially if you can't get it braided right before you go, like you just gonna have to ride it out. You just gonna have to, you know, be rocking two natural styles at once. But um, <laughs> Katie's face. I mean, that's what what happens. But um, yeah, I feel like that, and also, I mean, we're gonna get into later with like the um like how it is like actual actually being in classical music and like how people interact with you because your hair and stuff but it also um I don't know it it really ever gives me I guess pause when I'm like playing for like a concert or something like where are people are gonna think about my hair but now that I think about it, especially like in conservatory, my hair was usually either in braids or I had a weave. But that was four those four years. So like um I don't know but but yeah, it's mainly a schedule thing, like how how y'all are saying, because it's so time consuming. Like you can't just mm-hmm. get up and whatever, like towards the end of the semester, I was just, I learned how to wrap a scarf and I was like, period, I'm going to do a scarf bun every day and every, you know, because <laughs> like, sometimes that's all you got time for, just slick your mm-hmm. hair back and put that scarf on and you just do
1: the little edges that
0: out. Go. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Listen, at my last semester at Eastman, I wore. I had a half wig. I wore that junk into the ground. A half wig is the best thing. Put that right here. You I twist the front. You on that. And everybody thought a half wig, and you just, especially when it's like right, you match your hair color right away. Yep, you look to get. You look it's done, or a ponytail, but you know, get a little bit. You don't want to. You wanna little mishap now your ponytail on the floor of the studio. <laughs> <I would> <laughs> wear, I'm walking out.
0: I'm a bass player. I would never ever wear a ponytail like playing because now it gets caught on the page you go down for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> your ponytail on the back of your
1: face. But I feel like my recital, I had a ponytail and girl, I had like 73 you I was like
0: a mint on that.
1: <laughs> I had like, I was like, if this ponytail falls off a hatch, I'm not finishing the recital i'm not finishing i'm like and you know be, i was like mm, you know what i'm saying you got a point <laughs> don't do too much now don't throw your head back <laughs> but we made it didn't come off it was secure. it was secure. <laughs> <laughs> um okay to what extent does the current position uh you hold to influence how you wear your hair oh okay so i think i'm in an interesting spot one I I think I'm, I've am i been on this kind of journey where like I'm embracing every area of myself. I'm just embracing my blackness completely. And this is like a newer thing because after, after I went to the gateways in 2017, like it was really over for everybody. Like, I'm just going to be black in every space. I don't care. I'm going to speak the way I speak. I'm going to do what I want to do. Like I just, because I spent so much time like not hiding that, like my friends at ISU, Illinois State University, they knew who I was. They weren't like, oh, okay, he's like an Oreo. Like it was never, <laughs> it was never that thing. but me like embracing completely who I am was like a new thing and I just I just love it so when I will say that I do think about my hair in certain situations but like not a lot to be completely honest like and I think I'm in an interesting space right now well before I was I was a I taught and I think there's there's still standard of dress you know I'm saying I won't come I wouldn't teach in a bonnet, but I also wouldn't go to Walmart in a bonnet. If you go to Walmart in a bonnet, that's your, I, I'm not shaming nobody. You do what you want to do. I'm like, I'm just saying like, there's still a standard of dress for teaching, but also like, this is my hair. It's going to be in a twist out or it's going to be in a puff. It's going to be in these things that I consider regular. Um, there's never really a moment that I have pause because it's like, when I wear my hair in a twist out, like if she can have her hair down, then I have my hair down. If I have a puff, um, if she has her hair in a ponytail, that means I could have my hair in a ponytail, that's all a puff is. And even I remember one day I had, I had a rehearsal a couple of weeks ago and my hair did a thing where, you know, it started to go in. So I just like took a comb, I sprayed a little bit of water and I just picked it all the way. So I had this huge puff and I walked right into the MSL rehearsal because like my hair is in a ponytail, like that's what it is. And, you know, this embracing, embracing that for me, I mean, I will say that I feel like as a fellow, it's a little different because I'm still like, I think there's aspects of me being like a student, but I feel like even if I was a member of the symphony, I would carry myself in the same way And that like, this is literally my hair. I don't know, y'all y'all saw the hair at the audition. This is like how I wear my hair. And I'm not gonna change that to to make myself feel comfortable. Like, I'm not gonna straighten my hair. There's something wrong with straightening your hair. I'm not saying there is, but I'm not gonna like conform to what I think classical music needs to be. And I know everyone's on their own personal journey, but like, this is my hair. Like, I don't, it, this is how it grows out of my head.
2: I mean, I just, I think that's so interesting, like, you know, especially me being assistant conductor at the Memphis Symphony, just being a Black person in classical music, um, because I always remember the reason I used to straighten my hair growing up is because my mom didn't know how to deal with my hair, so for Mm -hmm. her, she was like, oh, pressing it out makes it more manageable, so So the first thing I learned as a kid was, okay, straight hair is more manageable, so we don't, you know, so I actually never knew what my natural hair looked like, Mm -hmm. until I went natural back in 2016 and it was like oh okay this is some areas are very kinky curly you know others are loose and whatever but I mean the thing that I find interesting is that I used to always wear a ponytail or wear it straight just because in my mind that was what was considered beautiful in the black community like Mm -hmm. as a black woman you are more desirable you're considered more professional when your hair is straight and neat right Mm -hmm. And so I never thought that black natural hair was beautiful or that it was pretty, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was unruly and that it wouldn't look professional. And so when I started going natural, I was working at a boarding school and no one really said anything. It was like, oh, you're not combing the hair. No, it was just kind of like, oh, your hair looks pretty. Or, oh, I love the style that you're trying today. Mm-hmm. And then once I cut my hair a couple months ago, for me, it was more of, I wanted my inner self to match my outer self because I, ne- I was never happy with the way my hair looked. You know, like I hated the shape, I hated how sometimes a twist out just wouldn't last more than two days, honestly. Um, so I remember getting this cut and I was just like, finally, I'm, I'm finally how I've always envisioned myself being. And I feel like with MSO, it's, it really hasn't been any different. I mean, if anything, people notice that my personality is just even more bubbly and just even more carefree because I'm finally an embodiment of just my true self. So, I mean, MSO is, is super supportive and you know, I, I think whether my hair is straight or curly, I'm, it's always going to be professional and I'm always going to be professional and presentable. Right. So, I mean, I just, I love my hair for, for how it is and what it looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually you said that because like my family, like when I first went natural, like I think I, I was, I can't even say it's like a Jamaican thing because I've heard multiple black people say this, like it was just like, they finally left me alone when it started to look when it started to look like how it looks, not cause it did not. My hair didn't know what it was doing, cause it was always mm-hmm. straight. It was always perm, so my hair kind of just didn't cooperate at all. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, "So when are you gonna comb your hair? You don't see that your hair like it looked picky picky. It looked this. It looked that. You know, like it. You don't see like um, like you gonna go like that. I remember um, I was gonna take an audition at at Ohio State, and my aunt was like, "I say you go carry your hair. We go out. You know, it's just like it was always this thing. So." I have that point of departure, so it's, it's been a lot of internal work like, like what you said for me to be like, this is like my hair and I actually really like it. Mm-hmm. And like, you, if you like me as a violist, you're gonna have to like I'm not I'm not an instrument. I'm not an inanimate object like I, I carry the instrument. So you're gonna have to like this as well. I don't know what to tell you. I think what I
2: think is funny is that I care less about my natural hair, you know, being in a state for my profession than I do about hiding my tattoos. Like, it's more important for me to hide my tattoo (laughs) than, like, my hair in the profession, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, Mm -hmm. that's just where I'm at. It's like, this is just me. If you don't like it, keep it
1: moving. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Big facts on all that. I definitely like what you said, Kalina, just about, I mean, I'm professional. I'm here to show up, and that's really what needs to matter at the end of the day. Um, I know for me, well, in my case, it was like, like I said, I came up, and everybody always needed to be at least if you were if you were a young man coming up in a black community like you needed to be more or less clean shaven and like you know that would be as presentable as you can get either more or less a little even a little dark on top or all the way down to a ball fade or something you'd be good to go and i was pretty much like that for as long as my for as long as my parents were willing to pay for my haircuts when i was growing up and around high school that was when i was just like I mean, yeah, it's cool. I never really had like waves, waves like that either. So it was like everybody that's got waves and that type of curl pattern, they got something for them I and mean, it was for me. Because I mean, this, I look like everybody else on the block right now and I don't, I don't feel like everybody else on the block type stuff. So it was like, as I was growing my hair out, it was really giving me a chance among all the other things in life that were teaching me about myself at the time. It really just gave me that extra extension of like, this is who I am and as I began to grow more confident in my hair, especially as things started getting longer and I actually hold on to it as opposed to at the beginning, things was real short. Even in the fro stage, I really enjoyed doing multiple things with it and just being able to represent it. But I know that it comes from a time when like say our parents and grandparents, especially, I mean, not even especially, but on the um, men and women side, like they had to more or less They had to comply a little bit more than our generation had to. It seems as though they had to really lock into those stigmas. And even though they brought those stigmas to us, in my case, it just felt like I'm at the place where you bring it to me. I know it exists, but I also feel like I have to be, I have to assert myself into this space as this is what exists. And one funny thing that put me in that that mindset recently was, even when I got these braids recently, like I was just kind of wearing my hair down when like, I would say it was about yesterday or two days ago. And my boy that works with me here, he was like, hey man, you got them King Von braids. I was like, good point. And King Von is a um, Chicago-based rapper who just got shot out yeah. in Atlanta like uh, last week. And to make a long story short, it's like, yeah, that ty- this type of hair is associated more with like the rap scene or just, Really, other types of music in general, other types of people in general, and why can't that why can't this type of hair be for someone who's like shredding on some bass over some Beethoven or Mozart or some next some completely opposite music but obviously having classical roots It's just I know that for me it's important that this is where I am as far as setting up the next generation or whoever mm-hmm. comes after me is I have to be assertive. In my in my own kind of or stand up on my square and just let them know this is what it is mm-hmm. and take all of me because I'm gonna be professional or ready to go regardless. So either gonna get mm-hmm. with it. Your- um,
4: since I've been natural all my life, I don't know. Like, I don't think I have a. I don't think I really considered like the different positions, but I really do remember growing up that. Um, I I remember the different reactions that I would get towards my hair depending on how I chose to wore it. Like, I was always natural so that when I went to school or to work um, with my hair straight, I got more attention. <laughs> and I was always sensitive to that. Um, or if I wore my hair in a bun, like, more people would touch it. I told Katie, they would like, bop my bun. <laughs> and it was super annoying. Um, but I always, I was really sensitive to how people, how different people who are not used to seeing our, our types of hair would react. And that, I mean, a lot of, a lot of negative, a lot of negative attention, even though it wasn't intended to be. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I answered your question. Sorry, but <laughs> I just find that that really interesting. Just the, mm-hmm. the different types of behaviors people have. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm the only person in
0: my family that's natural. And I identify with what Katie was saying about like, when you first, actually no, 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 I'm not the only person. My cousin has locks. One cousin has locks. And, um, but I identify with what Katie was saying, about when you go natural and especially the older people in your family. Got Girl, some... my grandma would not
1: leave me
0: alone. Our grandma, <laughs> grandma, I would never forget the time she picked me up and I got in the car and I was like, hey grandma. She just looked at me for a couple seconds and was like, you ever comb your hair? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like sometimes you just gotta let it roll off of you. <laughs> like, you gotta, oh, uh, you know, because you go through that duckling uh, stage, like when you first you don't know what to do, like with your hair. Like I was low key looking like slideshow Bob, but you know, we we move, we move past it. Like <laughs> if y'all don't know who slideshow Bob
1: is, he's, it's fine. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> don't, don't don't Google it.
0: Um, but no, so that. I identify with that and also like you had to think about when our grandparents like I've seen pictures of my grandma with an afro, but like they used to like in the seventies when afros were like the perfect circle, like you know, mm-hmm. and it's like no, this is not like a or like I'm wearing a twist out or a braid out or something, it's not gonna be the same. My hair's not gonna always be even, like, you know, it's just and also you're wearing a wig, so <laughs> not the same.
5: <laughs> but
0: but um when we when we're talking about like the position that you hold, like, so before quarantine, I was working in an office. It was a, an office that's not, it wasn't like a super corporate, it was L.A. Phil. So um, I was working in an office and what I didn't realize was that I was wearing ponytails, like, like clip-in ponytails. Like I stuck my hair back and clipped and drawstring ponytails, I mean, like every day. And I was working five days a week. And that is, needless to say, terrible. So, um. But what I realized that what that's like kind of coming from is that in the black community, I heard someone say this recently, is that there's an obsession with lengths
5: mm-hmm. that
0: we really got to get delivered from. And I've gotten Ooh, I want to talk about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten better with that because I didn't realize I had it until a couple years ago. And like I said, I was wearing weave, so I I had 26 inches on me. 26 inches and I was loving it and I was either had a 26 inch weave or I had um, like braids and I whenever I get braids I get them down you know to my waist and I remember um, getting them taken out and I remember I had to go somewhere and I just felt like oh my god like I can't go out like this and I was and which was really weird because I was wearing my hair like this like how it is it's an afro right now um, my entire senior year of high school and I was wearing twist outs and it was fine but that like two years straight of having long hair And I took it out, I was like, I can't, like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but like, I feel really, really like nervous. I feel really insecure about having like short hair. Um, Part of what I think it comes from is like the whole like association between long hair and like femininity. And I think there's also a thing around that with black women because black women are not or don't always fit into that traditional like definition of feminine because everyone's like oh strong black woman this you you know carry the world on your shoulders and that sort of thing so it's not we're not always allowed to be you know that traditional definition of femininity so like especially when my skin started getting messed up I stopped wearing makeup and I think that is when I started trying to compensate for that by having super long hair and so when I when I took that away I didn't realize how how much I was gonna weigh on me so I think that's how like that position of like I had to go to work every day in an office kind of was like I had to wear my hair in a ponytail and I would wear and it wasn't they were natural it was natural hair like it was matching my hair texture would be either a puff or a curly ponytail sometimes kinky straight but like I felt like I just needed that length and I also just didn't want to change my hair up too much because there was no black people in my office and you know it's always a a thing when it gets changed and it's always a conversation and a discussion and, hmm, do you take those out every night? And, like, I just don't want mm-hmm. to. Um, so that's kind of how how my position, like, affected my my routine.
4: That's really interesting, like, about the femininity uh, concept. I have definitely thought about that a lot. But also I feel like it's maybe combined with, like, this idea that, um, well, we know that some a lot of times, because of internalized racism, uh, black people don't have the—they don't know the necessary tool. They don't have the necessary tools, or like they haven't figured out how to take care of their hair yet. Which is fine, like it's a journey. But I feel like because of that, there's this stereotype that we can't grow our hair. Mm-hmm. So we're we're um, what's the word, um, compensating for that to show people that we can grow our hair, or or we don't want to show people that we have short hair. Like, for example, I I was getting tired of my hair. Like, it was pretty long. Or, you know, it, it was a lot of hair to deal with all the time. <laughs> so I decided to cut, like, a good five inches off my hair. And sorry, Mom, if she listens to this, but she she kind of freaked out. And was like, why are you cutting your hair? You're, you're, it's growing so fast. Like, you, there's so much progress. And it's like, everyone else cuts their hair all the time. Like, it's just the haircut. And it's a Mm -hmm. new style, but I feel like we're so used to having a goal of long hair Mm -hmm. that cutting it means that if someone sees your hair short, that means you can't grow your hair. But Mm -hmm. we should all have the option to wear our hair in whatever length we want, I think, without being judged. And maybe that's maybe that's the reason why a lot of us feel more comfortable with longer hair, Mm -hmm. fake or real Mm -hmm. Yeah, I up with my grandma telling me that a woman's hair is her beauty. Now, my
1: grandma was born in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So that's where that that's what that is. But I, I feel like I've heard her say that within the last month as well, like a woman's hair is her beauty. And that's like really toxic, <laughs> but that Weird, Because like,
2: like we're, we're so much more than that. And what's interesting is that, you know, Jasmine, you also mentioned the length as well, if you do any, like when I got my hair cut. I remember, you know, the the process leading up to it because it was like, oh, big chopping and like what you should know, what the things you're going to be feeling. And I'm like, oh my God, like, am I ready for this? Because I'm going to be losing all this length. And I remember sitting in the chair talking about the style I wanted and my stylist was like, yeah, you know, you're going to be losing a lot of length. And I, and I remember like gripping the chair like, okay, am I, can I do this? You know, because like for me, my identity was always tied to my hair, mm-hmm. which was so interesting yeah but like i remember as the hair fell to the floor i was like it's just hair Mm -hmm. and it's gonna grow back eventually Mm
1: -hmm. so yeah that's that's really interesting yeah i think it's black people learning to take care of their hair more like what jasmine said like black people like our hair grows like you said like it's gonna grow back it's about we're learning how to retain the length and once once you learn how to do that um then i feel like helping we'll to like break the stigma of, like black people can't grow their hair because like why would your hair grow my hair can't grow that literally doesn't the math's not mathing you know so
0: okay so let's talk a little bit about like doing your hair in music school because I remember Katie being like nobody does hair here at Eastman yes nobody does hair here. No <laughs> nobody did hair at Eastman <laughs>
1: like, like can't none of y'all braid all these black girls can't nobody braid I was the only one who could braid what's going on hey,
0: Oh, so were you like were you the one that did hair? Like was there anybody was there like a, a community around at your
2: school? <laughs> I'm an, I'm gonna just shake my head on that one. No. I mean <laughs> we used to joke at my grad school because if you were in the jazz side, that's where all the black people were, right? But in the classical side it was like one and two people or in my case it was one. Um so like no, nah, there was there was no I hate to say it, you know, the Asians couldn't braid and my white colleagues could not braid or do hair, you know, because they bone straight. What they, what they need to know about how to do my hair. Uh, and there was, like, never anyone that I could find to do hair in Connecticut. You know, you had to drive, like, 45 minutes to an hour and a half down to, like, New Haven or along the coast to go to, like, the African braiding um, hair salon. But, you know, those are the people braid them edges and then you wake up and, like, that braid pops off and you're like, ooh! But it look cute. They, but they, like that they braid is comb, on the floor.
1: No, I'm telling you, but you you got to comb the the very front out, and then they braid like the the second the second tier of ends Yeah, but but still, when you wake up and like that braid is like looking at your pillow, and you're like, mm. see, it's it's funny because my I've never had a braid I've never had a braid fall out like ever.
2: I, I went to a shop where they used to. You know how some people will burn the uh, the ends of the hair. Oh yeah. So they would burn the ends, but then they would also like b- burn up and
1: through your hair as yeah, well. I, yeah, you gotta be like, Yeah, I, I don't understand that
2: to make because it you, clean. Yeah, but I'm you burn t- hair because you know right. books, like they're going through and I was like, Oh no, we don't need that because yeah, I right. was burning my physical hair. And that's <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, in grad school I used to just rock a ponytail, like that was it. You know, it was mm-hmm. like straight ponytail, a pull a part in the middle, part in the side just to switch it up. Um, and sometimes I would get my hair done. But then once I started going natural, I found a natural hairstylist um, and I would go to her about once a month because natural hair is expensive. expensive. You know, it'd be like an 85 to $150 visit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't do that every week or every, you know, so it was like whenever I had a concert and I wanted like a cute, uh, was it flat twist updo? That's when I would go get my hair done. But no, nah, I would really, it was just kind of like me in the mirror with my, you know, blow jar. Or flat iron, that's how I
3: used to rock my hair. So, I mean, I felt like I almost lost my train of thought. It was pretty simple. I was out in Texas, and because I didn't really know anyone out there for one thing and was kind of new to a bunch of stuff, I eventually ended up finding my way to a lady that could, um that was able to, like, retwist my hair when I was in that lock. And, yeah, it was, like, pretty expensive, I feel, mm-hmm. like. Like, close to definitely over a $100. It was close to 2 for the amount of stuff we were doing and the style included. So after that first time, that's when I was like, let me get on my little YouTube. <laughs> I got to gotta get, like, get my clips, get my palm. Is it palm or do I get gel or wax? Which one did I get? And all that good stuff. So I was deciding to get right at that point. And by then, like, on campus, it was... at North Texas was, like, mad, I mean... A uh, very prosperous and very organically abundant jazz community. So, on top of that, there is definitely there was definitely like a prominent enough African population just out there. But I wasn't really connected with any of them like that outside of either soccer related things at like at the rec center or through different sports I was doing there, or it was like essentially I would be seeing them. At lady events but since i was so locked in kind of in my undergrad i was not really having a time around them like that outside of you know when like i should have been practicing or something else so because i didn't really get out and around like that and i wasn't really socializing it was just um i was doing my own thing and just making my lane work how i could people would look to me whenever i was doing cool or interesting things with my style of hair but to be honest it was just a matter of me you know trying i was pretty much just trying to stay in my own square because i didn't really think i had too much going on my hair at the time anyway so i just stayed out of the way and kept it moving but there wasn't really anything that i felt like i was trying to tap into at that time in the learn around the campus
4: i do not do hair (laughs) (laughs) um part of the reason why i stick to the foundation well aside from like keeping my hair healthy is because like i am not about to learn how to braid like part and braid my hair like a master like i have to make reads first of all and that takes enough of my hand energy um yeah but i remember katie and i went to the beauty supply store once also <laughs> cool. i couldn't do her hair but we went we did that in rochester um and i got a lot of twists done um usually during a break uh when, when i was at eastman when we had a break and I would go back home to New York City, I would get my hair done from my cousin or I would go to a salon and get like Senegalese twists extensions and like it was cold it's cold in Rochester so I was not trying to have my ends out all the time and like dry my hair up Um, and my hair grew a lot during that time actually because I would moisturize it in the twists and like just take it out after a month or so and wash it as is um but yeah pretty low-key i had to practice so yeah
1: see i've always loved doing hair i learned how to braid shout out to desiree it's sixth great math class she taught me how to braid um <laughs> and i've always loved doing huh
3: i said where is y'all's teacher <laughs>
1: <laughs> mr darren was right there um but oh. he's okay i'm sure he's doing well um but I learned, I've always loved doing hair. Like Sundays used to be my hair day too. Like back in high school, like we would, me and my friend used to live, my former friend, used to live down the street from me. So we would, we would meet up and we would do each other's hair like every Sunday, whatever it what oh, want, girl. I want some braids that go like this. The style used to be where you braid the front of your hair and have a puff in the back, a ponytail. I had a ponytail back then, but a ponytail used to be the style with the rubber bands. So we would just do all different types of stuff. I used to wear like Mohawks a lot where she would braid the sides and then that was, listen, the 20, the 20s were, 2000s were an interesting time. But anyway, um, so when I got to Eastman, like, I always, like, I, I feel like, I, I don't want to speak for nobody, I feel like I was the only one that, like, knew how to make some shape because, like, everybody would be like, oh, no, you know, I don't want to do it. I'm like, well, I want somebody to braid my hair because, like, when I went to ISU, like, I was, I was the only Black person person in the string area during my time there I mean I intersected with two people Andrew Francois was one of them if you know him and um this other guy named Eric but after they left when I got there I was the only person so but because of the black community and I was like in the gospel choir for a little bit like you know I would go to people's houses and they would do hair for the Lolo and all that other stuff so um and I would just learn how to do my own stuff And I never did anyone's hair at Easter while I was there but like like I said, I would you know do my braids half wigs, buns, all type of stuff, like I'll just be in there, but the thing is, I had to plan my day around that, and also um I probably should I remember my undergraduate teacher was like, yeah, so I don't need you doing hair anymore because one one weekend I drove up to the Cal, which is like an hour north of Illinois State University there's Northern Illinois University to do my friend's sewing. And I couldn't play a uh, viola for like three days because like the sewing like messed up this muscle. And, she, and so my, my teacher came back. I'm like, yes, yeah, so I can't really play. kind of hurts to go like this. And, and she was like, so you're not doing hair anymore. Um, so ever since then, I'm trying to be more cognizant of that. Like, and this is why like I get kind of lazy when it comes to like doing a lot of protective styles. I don't do them often. I don't want to do braids for weeks. But that means that i have to get up super early in the morning to practice and get out of the way because i know I'm, my hands are going to be spent until the next day so um but yeah, I love doing hair i want to do some passion twists for my cousin when i get back why didn't you do my hair
4: huh why didn't you do my hair
1: jasmine we were supposed to do hair i forgot what happened i was supposed to do your what hair happened? i don't know what? yeah remember you were like oh can you do some Can you put some uh twists in my hair and i don't remember what happened after yeah
2: Oh, man. Well, I, I'm going to hit you up when I want, like, some Senegalese or, like, some Pasadena Twists. I'm just... Here
1: you know trying. Twists. Just,
2: just tell me how much your rate is, and I, I'll hit you up. Clean
1: up. It's free. I can't charge for it. I mean, what... I, <laughs> I'll slide you something. You can get me a vegan cookie.
2: <laughs> okay, there you
1: go. <laughs> okay, so... what What has been your experience wearing your natural hair in white-dominated spaces. Um, and going into that, let's just elaborate on that a little bit more. Do you take your hairstyle into consideration when you enter these spaces, like an interview, um, an audition, etc.? One thing I was telling Delaney, um, which is like, I can't believe I still do this, it's really annoying. But when I was gonna student teach, I've I, I said this before, I do not take my hair into consideration. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. But when I was student teaching, our cohort leader told us that for all the women, I was the only black person in there, but he said like all women should slick their hair back, keep their hair back because it's shown that you have a better probability of getting a job if your hair is pulled back. Now, this man was like 60 and white. So I don't know if that's true, but literally ever since then, I have never done an interview without my hair pulled back, like ever. And it's like really annoying because even the last job that I interviewed for, um, I, was, I woke up that morning and I had my hair like this, I'm like, period, let's go. Like, Because first of all, I didn't even want the job because I forgot. I realized that morning that they didn't have strings, but it worked out. They wanted me to do something. They wanted me to create something. Anyway, but I was about to walk out the house like this, a normal twist out. I'm like, let me just, let me just let this jump out real quick. And I put it into a sleep bun. And I hate that. I hate that I do that, but it's just been like kind of ingrained in me. So I will say the only place um that I will do that for is probably an interview. But if it, it's not first of all, audition's behind the screen anyway. And um and I'm pretty sure my my MSO tapes I had twists and and I was not gonna take nobody's twist out for nobody's audition. So uh that worked out either way. But yeah, turn it over to you, Kalina. Do you let's let's, let's take that a little bit more. Do you change your hair in these spaces? I have to think about
2: that. I feel like n- now, no. Mm-hmm. I mean I just my biggest thing is is one thing that my mom especially always says is that you always walk into a room looking presentable you know so like your hair looks neat your clothes are pressed you know but like now you know i don't i don't change my hair because my hair is still presentable in its natural form you know and even before i went natural like if it was straight i would either wear my hair down or i put it in a ponytail and make sure it was slicked back but no, I mean, so, I mean, I was always, my biggest thing is I was always mindful of how I was going to be, um, um, what's the word? I can't think, but like, I was always mindful of basically how I came across in and, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I never wanted to came come across as unprepared.
5: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and, and so basically like first impressions, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like my first impression was I had to look professional from head to toe. So everything was, is always like, you know, just together. But Mm -hmm. no, I don't, I don't change my hairstyle for an audition because it's like, if my hair is going to be the biggest kind of obstacle, then that job is not for me. And Mm -hmm. like my working with you or my collaborating with you is not supposed to happen. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Point blank. Yeah. I I totally agree. Yeah. I'm in a similar boat in that case. As long as it's been presentable, it's been good to go. I will say that I remember when I was doing my grad school auditions that I had um, I had all my dress kind of braided back in about three or four rows, so they're kind of big, well, bigger braids, but it was real neat, real tight, real cool. And my mom was like, "You're not about to go out to you know Cincinnati looking at looking like that around all these, you know, like not you type stuff." You could say whatever and- you want
1: on this here show. Playlist not <laughs> say you. <less>. Not too- <laughs>
3: you know so i was just sitting there like thinking to myself like this this look is real fly to me and it represents who i am but all of a sudden i'm second guessing yeah. just like how i'm going to come across because it's not a look that people are used to seeing on like on someone like me and i guess a braid back kind of cornrow type of look isn't as common in general but it also just comes back to that. Why isn't it though? It's still hair. It's still just as professional if it's out the way and not bothering anybody else. And if anything, it's like, we are much, well, the hair itself, it's, it's an element that people have to see that. If you don't, if you, if you don't like it, it's more likely because you're scared of it. But if you're aware that everyone has so many stories behind, well, like behind their hair, how could you not just appreciate being, i can only imagine what it would be like to be in a place like gateway and just seeing a whole room like you know full of everybody in their in their essence doing the things that we that we've trained so hard to do after all our lives it it would suck to think that something like our hair is something that would like really detract from that but it is it is true we have to think about it so i pretty much always like to have it just somehow like pin back as well. I, pre- I would prefer all my all my locks to be out just so from my sense, it's like a confidence boost just to know it's hanging how it's hanging. But it still got to be out the way because yeah, if I'm throwing thumb back or anything back, I ain't trying to yank no way. <laughs> it's not, it's not Now cool. your
1: dread
3: underneath your E string, you looking crazy. I'm a <laughs> man. If my, if my dread start braiding this up between the strings, I'm getting carried off stage at that moment. <laughs> <I mean.
1: laughs> you carried off stage like this.
3: <laughs> For real.
4: Um. No, I don't let anything affect how I wear my hair now. But thinking back, like when I was younger, like really young, probably I remember st- having my hair straightened before any like special occasion or major event. Um, and then, like I mentioned in college, when I would wear one or two hairstyles i was thinking back to that and i realized it wasn't because i mean yeah i did have to embrace my hair more but it those one or two hairstyles wasn't for my sake because i felt embarrassed or ashamed it was because i really just hated the type of um, reactions that a simple hair change could make um Mm -hmm. and that like white people comments that white people would make um it was just like from a lot of people the sense of entitlement was just crazy like they just they felt entitled to be able to touch my hair or ask me about it mm. millions of questions like that i i cannot stand to this day <laughs> i still hate it but now um i just tell myself i'm gonna wear my hair how i want to and if someone annoys me like or if someone makes an inappropriate comment i'm gonna let it be known that they're being inappropriate i'm not gonna shove it under the rug i'm gonna i'm just gonna simply ignore them in a way that lets them know that they're being inappropriate or if it gets too far i will report them like it depends where i am like i don't Mm -hmm. care anymore (laughs) Mm -hmm. um or just tell them to their face like i do not i'm here to play i'm here to do whatever i'm here to do like i'm not here to talk about my hair with you and um katie mentioned this earlier like if i want if i wear my hair in a puff like that's still that's a ponytail like why can't why can't one woman change her hair from being down to in a ponytail and get no comments when I change my hair from being down to in a puff or a ponytail and get like five comments in two minutes like Mm -hmm. that I think is just unacceptable before I used to say like oh well they don't understand blah 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 well there's google I don't care if they don't understand Mm (laughs) now look it up like there are tons of hair group like hair youtubers like they're not just for us like if you really want to know you can watch a youtube video and watch the whole thing like that's what i think
1: (laughs) i watched this uh this is a youtuber named Brad. brad mondo he's so cute he's a hairstylist and he will do like little reaction videos or whatever he's a huge youtuber not a little youtuber Talking millions of subscribers but he he watched like he did like me reacting to a silk a silk prose and like he was so respectful he was like well i can't wait to see like how this is going to transform it's like you see like you could literally just look it up girl like you could just look it up if you really want to know
5: yeah
0: also i also find that pretty crazy that there are like hairstylists that are like surprised by how to do natural hair it's like you really just don't like i understand there are there are natural hair hairstylists but also it's like there's so many stories of people go to hair, like, go on set or something, and they have to br- do their own hair. And it's like, mm. you don't have to do
1: black hair? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. But like, you having a whole degree. See, that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm gonna be yeah, like, but, yeah, but you
2: know what? But it's like, it really depends on what, like, hair school you go to. Because I remember mm. when I was living in L.A., and I went and got my hair in Orange County, and, like, you know, I wanted a uh, blow dry and a flat iron and the lady bust out a, like, an actual flat iron. And I was like, what, "What? what is this? Like, where's your hot comb? Like, I was expecting, you know, <laughs> you take it out that stove, you talk you, talking about hold your ear and, you know, <laughs> to do it. but it was like, that's because in school, she wasn't trained with the hot mm-hmm. comb in the stove. It was like, oh, I know how to plug in and like press your hair and like it, yeah, but that's not what, what I'm expecting. So it really depends on what school you go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna start saying, I don't play that WC. I'm gonna start saying that. <laughs> I don't. I. I wasn't. I don't don't do that. Right.
0: (laughs) Um. I didn't really have like that whole encounter with wearing my hair in white-dominated spaces until like a little bit later. Because, and sorry if you can hear my dog. I can't mute myself in between because I'm recording it, and Zoom will cut everybody's audio. It's weird. But, um, yeah. I grew up around all black people, so everybody had, you know, like everybody's hair was was similar. variations on the same, but um I think <laughs> um I feel like you know what Daniel was saying about like your mom being like oh you can't you can't wear that like you can't be around these white people with your hair like that or something like that like I have a friend who and Katie's met him who he has an afro a, a pretty big afro and is like you known for that like it's like you know um uh something that people like associate with him and he wears a pick in his hair all the time and I remember one time we were playing the concert together, and I had an afro, and I went on stage with with the pick in my hair, and my mom was like, "Do not ever do that again," <laughs> because especially because I had like the pick, like I have one here, like the pick, like with the with the the fist too, the black power fist, and then she, was, and I was like, I was at Disney Hall too, I was like, period, like period. Mm. But uh, she was like, do not ever do that again. And I was like, I don't know, like, especially because it wasn't like a black tie concert. Like everybody had on like t-shirts with the youth orchestra logo on it and, oh. and like slacks and dress, you know, like it wasn't like it was like a gala for the gods or something. <laughs> like, okay. no, so I was just like, I'm gonna wear a pick in my hair. And like, I just don't, um, I, mean, I haven't done it again just because I don't really wear like my, my Afro to concerts just because like, like I said, I was wearing braids and stuff but um i've had a couple and by a couple i really mean two like encounters with like people asking to touch my hair in white dominated spaces um mostly people leave me alone unless it's a comment because i also like to put color in my hair a lot so that's a comment i get and there's a whole thing about like black girls wearing color versus anybody else wearing color mm-hmm. it's told it's perceived totally different but um yeah i think part of it is like um I think a lot of white people are getting are becoming more aware of the fact that like please first of all don't touch me and second of all don't ask to touch me um because someone at Eastman asked she was like can I touch your hair and as soon as it came out her mouth she was like actually never mind <laughs> and I was like yeah good choice but um yeah I feel like the the other time it was it was a, like a, a power dynamic sort of thing because I was I think I was like 17 and a, a, a freshman in college and the person who asked to touch my hair and it wasn't even a, a, a question was like a like executive level um uh uh employee so it was like you know what am i you know how was i i don't know i didn't know how to react and she was like oh my gosh i just have to pet these braids i was like you did not just sit yeah and i was <laughs> i was 17 and it just kind of and she just kind of did it and i was just like what the heck especially because there was no time there was no pause in between her saying it and her doing it and I was just like there was no like reaction time you know for me and like I said that was like super foreign because I grew up around all black people so it was just like you know like I had never experienced that before so that's like my one little you know situation.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. well. On that note, um really quickly can you tell us where we can find you we'll also go ahead we'll t- we'll also go ahead and link your ads and stuff but can you tell us where we can find you
2: i mean so you can find me um on www.colinabovell.com um,
1: website everybody else
2: say <laughs> uh i mean you you will find some conducting videos i also have a poetry page um since i am a published poet as well so like you can just find some poems that you can read um find me on instagram at kalina Bovell or silver smile silver smug with a u not an e um and so yeah that's that's where you can find me. you can also find me on facebook but my facebook is is really just my personal facebook so i don't add everyone and anyone so instagram is better (laughs)
3: Oh, y'all see me when you see me. Find me in the streets. Just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely feel free to hit me up on IG um, at DanielDino underscore 18. That's Daniel, D-I-N-H-O underscore 18. And it's soccer, music.
4: So you can find me on Instagram as well, uh, uh, deca is spelled D-A-Q-U-I-N. And also Black Classical Music Educators Has an Instagram and a website BlackClassicalMusicEducators.com
1: Thank you so much for joining us everyone And we are moving on Alright y'all so Delaney and I had a great time I, I mean I not want to speak for you but I had a great time Speaking with them you know what I'm saying And yeah. um, Our dearest friend Joey Gidry was not able to Make this taping But luckily we were able to snag a moment with them and we asked Joey about their experience in classical music with natural hair Um, and we did this separately. So we're going to insert a little clip um, of what they had to say about adversity that they have faced with natural hair in classical music. So here it is. So Joey, you want to introduce yourself? i mean i don't know how you yeah. guys can't know you how how do you not Shut know up. him bassoon extraordinaire composer right i
0: asked joey i asked joey so how'd you feel about your premiere they was like which one <laughs> right
6: <laughs>
1: big flex you know what i'm saying
6: god is good so you know I mean,
1: period in the is. midst of a panty hey now
6: not a panty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm Joey. I go by Clifton, Joey Guidry now because, you know, things got confusing with both names. But um, I'm a business composer, uh, grew up in Houston, like Beyonce, um, moved to Baltimore to go to Peabody Conservatory. just finished my graduate diploma at Manus, started at MSM, but dropped out. So, yeah, now we're living this gap year life and composing a lot. Work has been really good and practicing radical self-love and taking care of myself. So, hope you all are doing the
1: same. Okay. So, what you got going on though? And what you finna, well, actually start with Joey. What you finna do tonight?
6: So, I'll just like walk you through my step-by-step. Um, pretty much I get in the shower. I use Dr. Bronner's because if it's not burning, it's not working. Um, peppermint is the way to go. <laughs> so, then.
1: I mean, I'm using that too, but.
6: It, let me tell you.
1: I, I don't use it for everything. I just say that. But better just, than an
6: alarm clock. i just one
1: more. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after I clean my body um, and my legs, I feel like some people don't wash their legs in the shower, what Twitter said. Um, so I detangle with this brush while water is just going first. So I detangle like three times in the shower. Um, and then I use Pattern Beauty's shampoo. It works well for me. I know each product doesn't work well for other people. And then I detangle again while the shampoo is in my hair. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wash that out. And then I add, I use their heavy conditioner. They have three different types, intensive, medium, and heavy. With my curl pattern, it just needs everything to go back into it. So then I detangle again. Um, And then after that, I just let everything get really wet and shower, then I start doing some face cleansing stuff. And I'll detangle one more time before I get out just to make sure because I don't know, detangling, it can just feel like oppression. So I like to have a positive life. So I get out <laughs> I get out of the shower and my hair is like drenched. I want my hair super, super, super wet um when I add their leave in. Um yes, it's all pattern, but I really believe in you should stick to one line because chemical reactions can happen. You don't know which product is making your scalp burn or making you flaky. Um I know a lot is, of people say that.
1: Like people be like, yeah. oh, it's like one I used to live with this little bit
6: I used to, okay, you know, before I thought I was straight, um, I used to use, like, the three-in-one shit, so oh, I no. don't do that anymore. Came out and saw the light in many ways. But... um, island bar soap? It <laughs> What's called No, worse. I ex-body soap, the one that smelled like chocolate. Exactly. Exactly. So we were lost in many ways. But once um, I get out, I like it really drenched, and I add um, their leave-in and I like scrunch it up in my hair and just really get it in there. And I add um, their jojoba hair serum and their argan, Aragon, one of those hair serum. And then I use their towel, pattern towel. I am not sponsored, um, but I do love them, black owned. So yeah, I do that and I let my hair air dry. Um, the Most of the time, if I'm getting ready for a shoot, or running to rehearsal or something. I got the Dyson hair dryer. Oh yeah,
1: we talking to so Shut well. up.
6: It it is not cheap. The Dyson hair dryer is vibes. <laughs> it ain't it, even vibes. vibes. <laughs> Love it. I use the. I do diffusing first, and then I use the smaller attachment, but vertically, and that's how I get everything and like the life and everything happening. I will say none of this is cheap, but um, with the pandemic. Um, I just chose, like, okay, if I can't see my hairdresser, I just need to kind of tally up, like, how much would this cause if I went, Um, and since I have to do my own hair for most of, I don't know, the rest of our lives, so um, I decided to invest in it, and it's really been good, because, you know, hair also promotes confidence, Um, a clean scalp is a clean mind, you know, all of these things, so yeah, doing, I don't know, doing my hair every day is really, really nice, and it also helps with you like your hair every day and everything. No, 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 no. Do like, I thought you but,
1: were black. Okay, I'm following. <laughs> I'm back.
6: So, since I work out every day, well, not every day, but I do yoga every day, and you get sweaty. So, I um, would ro- water in my hair every day, and I'll detangle, and then I'll put some leave in it. But then I condition. So, I'll condition. I just wash my hair every Sunday. I think. Wash and conditioner every Sunday. Then by Wednesday, Thursday, co-wash with conditioner. You know, get everything out. Put some stuff back in. And then on Sunday again, wash with shampoo and everything. So, Joe, can you tell us about, like, if there's any, um, I don't know,
0: like, what has been your experience like, being natural in classical music, you know, in a white environment? Like, I know you already promised, so let me be quiet.
6: (laughs) You know, I must say, I... You know, I've been yelling at people. So I feel like a lot of people don't exactly try me, Uh, maybe the first time. But I think one of the only times I had, at least in orchestra, is I used to have a huge afro, like just Mm -hmm. so big. And one time this white guy was just like, can you move over? And then I was like, yeah, whatever. Because you know orchestra, like, well, y'all in these big sections, in the bassoon sections, two of us. So you have to move for people behind you like that. So I was like, okay. And I moved to the right, and he was like, can you keep going? And I was like, no. What's the problem? And he was like, your hair hair is in the way. And I was like, oh, I can't do anything for that. I mean, you have to figure that out. So um, he asked the conductor, and I don't know the conductor was kind of like, I guess he was like, I'm not touching. You know, like that.
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> HR is on speed.
6: Okay. I think that was a one time a Peabody admin was like, yeah, we're going to side with the black people today. Um, but yeah, so that was fine pretty much. But most of it happened in studio class and, um, just like comments from my professor or other professors. Cause I actually used to bleach my hair a lot. Um, so, you know, I bring this into everything, like I have bipolar disorder. So before I knew, I had a bunch of manic episodes that I didn't know were manic episodes. And when they say, like people used to make fun of the whole like, Britney Spears thing, but it's real. I would wake up and be like, I need to bleach my hair. Like, I'm either gonna get a tattoo, run away to Paris, or dye my hair blue today. One of those or two of those are gonna happen. So I dyed my hair a lot and destroyed my shit. Just fucked it right on up. Um, so that was really bad. So my teacher, one day I had blue hair, and I showed up to studio class. Everything was fine. We had a master class the next day or a couple of days later, and um, I showed up with red hair, and my piece was about, um, ooh, Poland, and, like, just a lot of communist things that were going on there in a bit, and about this priest who was murdered. It's a really great the bassoon concerto by Penufnik. Um I showed up with, like, half of my hair was just red, and my teacher was like, oh, did you do that for communism? And I was like, I mean, I kind of get down with communism, but I know you mean this in a terrible way. Like, (laughs) why are you doing that? So that was, I would say that was one of the biggest times, or, you know, just the questions of like, do you wash your hair, Um, Mm -hmm. or things like that, or other non-Black POC trying to touch my hair and just like being so confused, Um, or just white people from Minnesota who act like they've never seen a Black person before, and really just want to get in there, just invading my space. But I feel like that's a... Not just, in no way, just a classical music thing. Nah. But, um yeah, since I, like, kind of became this person that yells often, I haven't had so much of an experience um, with a ton of negativity in orchestra orchestra. But in smaller settings, you know, the microaggressions here and there. But, you know, since I do 90% of contemporary music now, I show my hair is just green, red, purple, you know. Um, and it's fine, but it's still the same issues over there. Uh, people try to touch your hair, make the same microaggressions. You know how I feel about white contemporary musicians. I don't need to repeat it. But um, it's just so such the same over there. And it's just the wanting to touch us. Like, that's what I just don't. We're beautiful, but, you you know, don't don't touch it.
1: Well, Joey, can you let us know where we can find you?
6: Yes. You can find me on Instagram at J-O-E underscore W-E-Y. Uh, my website is my link tree is there and you can find everything else there. But um, if you don't have Instagram, you can do Gidgery and Dog R Y Bassoon.com. Um, but yeah, and thanks for having me, y'all. You know, I love you.
1: Thanks for joining us. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there is room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney?
0: All right, so remember that. Um, the episode that we lost, mo- like the most recent one, the not at least, which was the second one. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had a black excellence during that episode that I've kept her name written down because I was like, um, I have to you know redo that black excellence since we lost the episode and I haven't gotten a chance to do it until now, but we bringing her back. Period. Because she out here, so my um my black excellence uh this week goes to Nicole Jordan. Uh, you guys may remember her coming up in the news because she was appointed earlier this year as a principal librarian for the Philadelphia Orchestra. Really? Um, right. The it used to be called the Philadelphia Orchestra. It's the Joseph Klein Symphony Orchestra. All right. When are they gonna right. change that name? I girl, I don't know. It's, but it's giving tacky. Cause yeah. I would.
1: It's like confusing. So I would. Right. Yeah, it's I, like I always got to say both when it really is just one. Yeah, it's like we've been, they've been changing the name once they hired him, so it's like right, it's giving, so. disorganized. it's giving tacky, it's giving very much. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna what be a set foot in Philadelphia ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so she was uh previously uh prior to um september 14th when she took her post at uh the philadelphia orchestra i'm just you know just you know um keep saying the old name just in case you guys are not used to the excellence
1: um i mean y'all better
0: get used to it that part um she was <laughs> it's not about her and, and i remember the i mean i remember this Happening the last time we did it, oh, it yeah. always circles back. So, we got it. I'm gonna keep it about her. <laughs> okay,
1: okay, okay. Come on, what, what,
0: what um, what'd she do, what she do, what she do. She was previously the principal music librarian with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. Um, and she's also, you know, coming full circle, um, because she went to, um, to Temple University, she got her master's degree there um, in music history. Um, she got her undergraduate degree in viola performance. Come on, viola yeah. Gang. Um, from the university. Gang, gang, Well, hold on. <laughs> from the University of Minnesota Duluth, um, she also played a trumpet and viola while she was a student at the Philadelphia High School for Girls. So she's coming full circle. You know, she's coming back to to her old stomping grounds. Period. And. Right, big dad, uh, doing a thing. So, um, congratulations to her. It's so it's so great to see you know a black woman in that role as well because there's just so many moving parts when it comes to how these institutions are run, and mm-hmm. it's nice to see, you know, people doing a thing all over the place. You know, like people on stage. You, you know, you got Justin Kony's on stage. You got her marking up the music and the collecting the the stuff, and you know whatever they do. So. I'm just playing. I've worked in the music mm-hmm. library for a little for a couple weeks, so all right, but yeah. Shout out to her for being black
1: and excellent. Period, sis. Well, my piece of the week is um my piece of the week is Ahmed Alabaka's arrangement of Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child for Solo Viola. Um thinking about it for my obligatory musical event in the spring. Um mm-hmm. I'm gonna link the recording by Robin Faye Macy On Viola and it is a beautiful arrangement And yes yeah, so I will link that video And whatever So yeah Well we we rolling We good mm-hmm. Well thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast Don't forget to follow us on social media At Classically Black Podcast If you got a piece of the week suggestion, a black accent suggestion Or an intermittent suggestion Why do I say it in that order because should come first but I now, now I can't say it differently after all these time. Classic Podcast at gmail.com. Also classicblackpodcast.com. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye y'all. Bye.